All right, welcome in everybody to the DNVR Rapids podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Carroll, a.k.a. Merchel, at under, underscore Mitchell James on Twitter. And I'm joined by super producer Yahir G. Vasquez, the man, the myth, the legend, super producer on the ones and twos, and joining us, an extremely special guest, the communications director for the Colorado Rapids, Omar Gonzalez. Omar, welcome in. <laughs> Thanks, guys, man. Happy Air to be here. <laughs> Sorry you guys Let's are stuck with me. Go. Nobody better, but uh, happy to be here. No, this is big. This is huge. We are so happy to have you in. We're going to get, uh, we're going to give you guys an inside look at, um, you know, kind of the, the behind the scenes. Uh, Omar's there every game. He's there probably almost every single day, I would imagine. Uh, and, you know, he works directly with the players, coaches, media staff, uh, you know, has to give me starting lineups before the game, um, you know, and all sorts of stuff. So we're going to get his we're going to get his takes on the biggest news of the day, which is, of course, the Robin Frazier extension. Huge news. We're going to go a little bit over the uh, Houston results, although that's a big bummer. So we probably won't spend too much time on that. <laughs> and then we're just going to, you know, we're going to talk to Omar and see, you know, what it takes to become uh, a communications director with a professional sporting team. Um, and then we're going to play a little game at the end called Deal with the Devil. So uh, look forward to that. Yahir is going to throw some tough ones at us, and we're going to go from there. Um, you know, first, obviously, uh, road trip, second road trip of the season. Uh, left the friendly confines of the dick and <laughs> drew 1-1. One, one. Um, some good, some bad. I would say mostly good. Uh, I was at a wedding, but I was watching on my phone like the degenerate sports fan that I am. Uh, I saw the Mac goal off a set piece for the second week in a row. Um, you know, I don't – you're obviously busy during games. Are you less busy during a, like a road game? Do you have more time to actually like sit down and, and watch the game? Yeah, actually, um, I was actually behind the bench for this game. Oh. Uh, it was something that actually started with COVID protocols mm -hmm. back when there were no fans in stadiums. And so, they were, like – PR staff would actually sit behind the benches or near the benches, which now that we've done it, like it's kind of hard to go back to the press right, box like right, when, right. when I'm on the road, you know, even at home. So, because I love to hear like the coaches and what they're going doing down sure. down there as well, and kind of getting an insight into that. So, yeah, I was I was there, uh, front row seats of the action. You know, it was a disappointing result. I think just given the fact that how it happened. I mean, oh. a, a point on the road at Houston is always a good result. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd, you'd sign for that. It's just the fact that we almost came with all three out of that game. <laughs> You know, and 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 for it to be for it to be Willie too, man, that's a tough one. He's uh, he's been so good. I think he's been one of the you know. I think there's been a lot of bright spots, but I think he's been one of the brightest spots on the roster so far. Um, to, so to see just a, it was a blunder. It was just a mistake. It happens. It's, it's the sad life of a goalkeeper. I actually used to play goalie growing up, so I know yeah. all about that. Like yeah. you're only the mistakes that were come to the fore, and no one right. talks about the 20 saves you make before then. Nope. You know, and so like I still like to think of it. The guy's a phenomenal goalkeeper, phenomenal person. How many points has he gotten for us so far? You know, what oh, I mean? God. from that Most perspective. Yeah. So like <laughs> things happen. You know, it was, I think it was just an unlucky hit. The, the, yep. the, not to make excuses, like this classic one, but like the field at Houston is just so interesting. One, it's a kind mm -hmm. of a soft, you know pitch because of the environment mm -hmm. of the humidity and things of that nature down oh there. yeah i've never really so. thought about the difference between the actual fields i mean i assume when you play in like in atlanta on the football field yeah. it's a little different and you know things like that but i could imagine it's a little slower uh, a little you know a little more deliberate with your with your passes and he let one go yeah so you know maybe he just takes the wrong you know yeah. the support foot right doesn't step yep. step right on the on the pitch and th things it just lands in the wrong way and it's just unfortunate and then and then you know he kind of doubled down and tried to get up right. to the ball 
which you probably could have stayed home and made a little bit of a play on it, but you know, you can't take it back. You still escape yeah. with a point. You didn't give up the winner in the 90th right. like that. So I think you'll take it. Um, Logan F in the, in the chat, the homie will always bounce his back. Uh, remember his blunder at RSL. Uh, I don't want to remember a blunder at RSL cause, uh, that makes me sad, but I do remember that he always bounces back, led the league in clean sheets last year. So when you're down there on the bench yeah. for a game like this and it's one nil, what are you hearing from those guys? Like, do you, are you like, can you feel the excitedness from the players right there? Like, all right, we're getting three points. We're headed home. Like what were you feeling from them towards the end of that game? Then? It's more of an intense focus sure. because you could, it was very palpable in the air, how the tide was shifting and Houston really came out guns blazing that second half. I mean, they're at home. They have to, you know, search for that, at least the equalizer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone could tell like, yeah, we have to do something on the field. And it was just, we were this close, right? Like we're weathering yeah. the storm a little bit, still trying obviously to, to create, but you know, in that environment, it's, it's, it's difficult. And I, I think that's been kind of one of my frustrations sometimes in this sure. role where like when we lose, it's our fault. But when we win, it's the opponent wasn't good enough on sure. that day, you know? Sure. So like, I think it's one of those where, like, you know, let's give credit to Houston as well right. for, for putting up a good fight. Um, but yeah, it was just, it, it, but yeah, you can sense the intensity on the bench, the focus, and just like the, let's, let's get this going, you know? Well, yeah, and especially, I mean, Houston's start to the season, they needed a point. Yeah. I mean, they needed three points, but they'll take one, I think, yeah. after, you know, being down for 90 minutes. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think some things to take away that were good. Um, obviously, Matt gets his second goal in as many games off of a set piece. He kind of liked seeing him be the target. Uh, especially with, you know, Badgy gone and with some of the bigger guys not as available as last season. Um, that means the captain is putting it right where it needs to go. Um, Lawless, I thought was great. Yeah, yeah, who was your MVP of the game? Had to be Lawless, man. I love I, I thought he was a stalwart back there. Yeah. The defense had a great first half. The second half, they kind of fell off a little bit. But I really think that Lawless kept his form throughout the game. Lawless was my favorite player all game. I mean, watching him come back from that LAFC game in the last... I mean, he's been great. I think the defense has been great. Um, do you... How much of, like, training do you get to see? I mean, are you, like, seeing, I guess? I mean, I know you're around right, it and right. you're talking to him, but how much are you actually, like, seeing them play outside of the actual 90-minute game? Uh, a fair amount, yeah. you know? Because uh, I have to go out, go out to training, like you said, to cover, especially mm -hmm. if, if media are in attendance. Now, if, if media are in attendance, I'm sort of, like, socializing, talking sure. to them, answering questions. Um, but I still get to see it. And yeah, I think it's been really insightful to, I get sort of like the front row seat as well to what Robin's trying to do in the coaching staff, sure. which is sort of the, how smart these guys really are. You know? Right. Yeah. He's a, I, I mean, clearly he's a, a brilliant defensive mind, was a great defensive player. Um, and I think that's really shown through so far in the season with the defense being as strong as they have been. Um, I think Keegan getting back outside looked really good. He's been great. I know you helped us talk to him earlier this season, which was awesome. Um, and I mean, look, I mean, we're in sixth place on goal differential, right? Dallas and Austin just have a bigger goal differential, could be in fourth, could be in third. But I think right now, if you told everyone, you know, two, one, and one in the first four, you'd probably take it, right? Like Two, two home wins? Yeah, two home wins. Yeah. And, you know, not enough, I think, was talked about the LAFC loss was coming off a snow game the two days before. The craziest snow you game. You know, and like, yeah. I don't know what people, people think sometimes, but like, our guys are not immune to the snow either. You know what I mean? Like, that, we that were bundled them. up. Like, <laughs> I was standing right next to you outside up in yeah. the press box, and it was, we had a bunch of layers, gloves, beanies. Yeah. Like, we were bundled. We could go inside and get a hot cup of coffee from the press room. 
They were on the. They were wearing shorts and like an Under Armour. Yeah. And it was freezing. It was awful. So yeah, I don't. I. I mean. You don't want to throw it out completely because, you know, you only have so much sample size to look at. But right. I do think there's a grain of salt with that. I was um, at home, bundled up, watching yeah, the game. Sure I had a lot fine. of fun. Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, real quick, actually, to Logan's point, that actually is probably, to me, the most disappointing part about the result. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says it's not so much the points dropped. Obviously, that hurts, you know, mm-hmm. because we could maybe come out with all three. But I, it's just the, the continual underrating of William Yarbrough I agree with as that. a whole in yeah. the league. I know, I know our fan base knows that he's good. But just like the conversations I had with some national media last year oh, about yeah. goalkeeper of the year and uh, how, he, how he wasn't even considered, you know, it, it was it's something like this. It was like, oh, so like Yarbrough was tied for most clean sheets. He must be like contender for goalkeeper of the year. Well, no, like the Rapids have a really good defense, you know. I'm like, okay, well, so does that mean the Rapids players are like on the best 11 then? Right. Well, no, they're just really well coached. And it's like, okay, well, does okay, that mean so that coach Robert's of the year? coach of the year? Yeah, like, yeah. Just silence, you know. Right. It's just like, come on, guys. So. Look. We're the underdogs, and we embrace that. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think honestly, and I've seen that from you know, kind of immersing in with this fan culture. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like that we have a coach like that who can also kind of lead lead from that role. Um, yeah. And you know, kind of kind of lead from defense, right? I think that that's really what wins in the MLS. And I think having a guy like Robin and a guy like Willie in the back to really you know kind of kind of steady the ship as we go. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do you think anything else from the game there, Yaya? Just, I know William Arborough is good and he'll be good again. Yeah, exactly. It was a mistake. It happened. The humidity, I, what I heard, was pretty bad up down there too. Like I, the heat kind of like got in players' heads. I don't know how true that is, but. No, I'd say the weather, we, we lucked out. that We actually have the two Texas teams, sorry, two of the three Texas teams um, early on in the year. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll avoid that dog days of summer when we go yeah. down there. And that's why. Fly in Austin sounds awful. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we get them on decision day, too. So that'll yeah. be interesting. But hopefully the weather's not too bad either. Mm-hmm. It'll be mm-hmm. more so that, that home crowd there. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, you want to get these bad weather games out of the way early. But you also want those home games from the guys that play in nice weather. You know, like we got Atlanta early at home. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, yeah. I think, I think you take the one point. Get ready for RSL, right? Big game. Like, big game. Huge game. Um, so let's move on from that. Let's talk the news. Let's talk the news of the day. I mean, it's the biggest news of the season so far, I would say. I mean, it's got to be. Uh, Robin Frazier stays. And, you know, I, I said it earlier on Twitter, but I think when, when you're thinking next contract for a coach on, on Robin Frazier's level, you're thinking, I mean, this guy could go coach in a European league probably tomorrow if he wanted to. Like, he's a talented coach. He understands. He He's he can diversify formationally um, clearly a good teacher um, and to see him buy into the rapids after, you know, joining in 2019. Um, I think it speaks to culture. I think it speaks to the strength of the club in that there's talent around him and he thinks that he can win with that talent. Um, and I think it shows how awesome Denver is that he wants to live in Denver. Right. I mean, um, when you first heard about it, which you probably heard before everyone, because you have to tell everyone, um, what was your like first thoughts on on the extension? Like, where did your head go that now he's locked up and he's here? Yeah, it was you know, thank God, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, you know, I don't know if I should be sharing this or not, but there's definitely outside interest, you know, of course, because uh, he, he's hitting you know the last year of his contract this, oh, yeah. this season, and so. Um, there's definitely other teams in the league that could have used a, a coach like Robin, you know, to, to take the reins. And uh, that was also why KSC didn't hesitate to, to lock him up, you know, because right. they, they, they knew that was the case. And, you know, how can you not after the, the season we had last year, record breaking, you right. know, so. Yeah. Port called it the best two and a half years 
in the history of the club. I think that's a pretty big statement considering we have a star right there on your jacket right. from 2010. But it's been obviously a very successful two and a half years. It's been high score, you know, a nice goal differential, lots of points, lots of points per game. Um, yeah, I'd say he five minutes a regular season wise. Sure. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So now, right now, if you had to empty Yaya's DraftKings account <laughs> on a bet, would you say the next two and a half years are more successful, less successful, or even? based on what we've seen from the last two and a half years. I think more successful, going back to how you're defining success. Sure. I Winning. do think, yeah. exactly. I do think there is a real chance of silverware oh, yeah. for trophies in the next two and a half years, whether it's Open Cup, Leagues Cup, MLS Cup, Supporter Shield, right? Like, you know, I, I'm convinced we would have had a decent run of Supporter Shield if the East was more competitive last year. Right. You know, like when you have an easy three points, no offense to some of these teams, you know, but like... <laughs> There's certain teams I won't name names, but I think we all know who we're talking sure. about, right? That yeah. like week in and week out, it's like give me give me three here for everybody. So right. like not again, and I don't want to take away from New England, but like I do think uh, like on a national level the talk is that the East is a better conference than the West. And I'm like, and what like are you guys watching the West? You know? Like, yeah, so. I mean you have yeah, absolutely. I mean Charlotte, no offense to Charlotte. I love that you showed out, but come on. I mean that's like there's no Charlotte in the West. To be fair to them though, they just beat New England, so then yeah? I guess I'd you are right. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all know Denver has no love for New England teams, that's for sure. <laughs> I, hate, I hate New England with a passion, so anytime they lose, I'm just like. So, so like, when you're saying that, so, so you know that the Rapids are in a good conference, right. top to, you know, almost top to bottom. Um, there's no real easy games, and you have a guy who you can bank on a strong defensive effort, at least game plan and execution-wise, Every week, right? I mean, you're right that it is pretty much a no-brainer, right? Like, I in the presser today, when when he was asked about like, you know, what was your reaction when it came up? He goes, "Hell yeah!" Which I also think everyone in Rapids fandom and Twitter and and everything said that when they saw the news come across the wire, it was like, "Hell yeah!" Um, you so Robin came in 2019. That's when you joined the Rapids too, right? So fun about story. Fun story yeah. there, actually. Uh, when I flew out here for to interview for this position, mm -hmm. it was the day that Robin was getting unveiled as head coach. Okay. So I was behind the scenes watching <laughs> the press conference, not really realizing the historic significance right. of that day at the time. Yeah. yeah. And so you've seen his impact, you know, because like obviously what a lot of the fans see in, in terms of impact is what you see on the field, right? right? Or in press conferences. But you see that in his interactions with you and your staff, with his interactions with the training staff, the medical staff, the stadium staff security all that so what has he sort of come in changed everything made it the robin fraser way has he sort of adapted to the rapids way met in the middle i mean what have you seen in in terms of his impact on the rapids and sort of the culture of the rapids yeah I, i'd say you know I, I tweeted it out earlier but like as incredible as he is as a head coach mm -hmm. he's an even better human being yeah and just the way he treats people at, at the club is something that i am truly like grateful and i think fortunate to be able to work have this role with him as our head coach because right. i've heard some horror stories from my counterparts across the league right oh, no. like not every head coach is as easy to work with as sure. robin and i you know there's a reason why i think you know our players will run through a brick wall for the guy i'd run right. through a brick wall for the guy right it's just he treats everybody with respect he's he exemplifies what he's asking of his players meaning that like he talks a lot about and press conferences that what he loves about this team is their humility and their ability to sort of just 
work and, and get the result, you know, grind it out if necessary, do what, what's not needed, but not really like complain and not right. just get on with it, get on with it. It's kind of a common theme with him. Yeah, yeah. And he's the same way himself, right? Like if sometimes there's things pop up, right? Like we have some difficulties with like the press conference setup or on the road or things of that nature, right? Like inconveniences, right? Never complains, never makes a big fuss about it. I've known stories from other head coaches that like, they're super picky about the littlest things. Sure. He doesn't care about the, the, that, that his bigger picture and just right. like, let's get on with it. You know, let's do it. How much on like your average work day? So, you know, take away game day. Like how much on your average work day? Are you actually interacting with him? Um, on Every a daily day? basis. Yeah, yeah. If I'm at a training, for instance, you know, mm -hmm. it could be just as simple as a greeting for the day. Um, a lot of times it's just me checking in with him either via text or in person with like, hey, we got this request for, mm -hmm. for media, this interview, et cetera, setting it up logistically running approval footage, you know, for instance, like our next elevate episode drops tomorrow. It's gonna be a good one. Cause it shows a day in the life of Make Robin. Sure check that out. Yeah. And so, but of course there's a lot of locker room footage in that, some right. tactics. So it's like, Hey, can you approve this? And he's super good about getting back to me right away. So cool. yeah, man, I have nothing but, but great things to say about the guy. What I've really noticed from watching, you know, the pressers since, since the preseason and you know, the little, you know, a little bit I've caught before that, before I really dove into Rapids coverage is he seems so steady even right. keel right like you're not getting over the top happy or angry right you're not like is that you're not getting moody angsty coach you're getting like a very even presence and have you seen that sort of radiate out to other departments and other other staff you know with the rapids club as a whole organization yeah i think on, on the most proximal level of that mm -hmm. is again you know if our video team needs to be in there filming him for something or doing whatever they don't need to be on edge or tense about right. like, will he snap at us for filming this? Or we just had a really bad loss, like stay out of his way. No, like, there's none of that. Um, you know, it's, it, it, I'd say it's a blessing and a curse from my perspective in terms of the, the curse element is that like, I think it's also what keeps him being underrated in many mm -hmm. ways. Cause he's not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out there saying the crazy quotes or being flamboyant, right? right. Like. Everybody was talking about, you know, Vancouver's head, interim head coach last season, right? With the crazy comments he had, <laughs> right? And like, that, you know, that's not Robin. And it's it's a good right. thing too, some, you know, in many sure. ways. But sure. unfortunately, I think it keeps him from the, the national spotlight sometimes uh, for better or for worse, you know? But yeah, very, I think it's a really good definition of him. And unfortunately, I also think that like sometimes from afar, it's hard for people to recognize what a genuine human being he is because mm -hmm. he's just so even keel and relaxed mm -hmm. and it comes off too serious, like a quiet intensity almost. Mm -hmm. Maybe even, maybe even intimidating, right? If you don't know them, but in person, man, he's he's phenomenal. And you know, he's sort of an adopted Coloradan. I think everyone in the Rapids fan base would give him Coloradan <laughs> status at this point. Played here, came back, came back again. Now he's here and locked up and locked into Denver. Um, you're sort of the same way, right? You were a California kid, yeah. and now you're in Denver. I don't hold it against me. <laughs> hey, look, hey, I was born in California. I moved here in, in third grade. Um, so Central Valley, Fresno, shout out. Okay. Hey. Um and uh you know, I think I think he fits in with the with the Denver vibes, just from the little bit of interaction I've even had with him, right? I mean, he seems just he's very chill. Denver's pretty chill. He's not trying to get crazy, he just yeah. wants to come in, play soccer, go enjoy life outside of soccer after that, right? Um, what do we got here? Frazier and Jared Bender seem very similar to me, never too high, never too low. I actually really like that, Dev. Shout out Dev Machine. Featured guest on the DMVR Rapids podcast, my guy, the grill guy, grilling up the dogs at the tailgate. Um, yeah, you know what? So, so that's an interesting that you said Jared Bender because 
today when I was watching that press conference with Porg and with Frazier, I felt like it really reminded me of Tim Connolly and Mike Malone and that they seem so aligned in their vision, right? Like they are there to work on the same goal and to work together on the same goal. Have you sort of, have you seen that from them or am I a little bit off in terms of, of their work and relationship? Oh, absolutely. You know, and it goes back to what I was saying. Like I know stories sure. of other GMs coach relationships yeah, yeah. in the league that I can't tell you who sure. specifically, yeah, yeah. but where it's the complete opposite right. and they don't even talk and it's, and it's crazy. I to, can't even imagine yeah. that. And like so, how there, you, you're not going to be successful doing that. That's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. Right. I mean, and yeah, yeah, you, you're a lifelong Rapids guy, right? Like where, like, is this, where does this rank for you in terms of like organizational, like faith in the organization with these two in charge? I think it has to be number one for me. I love, I love Pablo legend. He was here. Connor Casey was awesome too. Um, but if I look back and like how much faith I have for the future, I don't think my, my faith on the rap in the Rapids has ever been higher. If I'm honest there, they've been great at scouting players. Love getting, They've been getting a lot of like misfits from all these other teams that like fit perfectly. Straight up, yeah. misfit toys, huh? From like what Frazier wants, and then Porig is just like, "What do you want, Frazier?" And then he's like, "I'll get it for you, but we won't spend a lot of money." And I will it find always it. ends up working. Like, exact version it's of what awesome, you need for man. cheap. I love it so much. Yeah, and so who do you think? Who do you work with more on on your day to day, Porig or Robin? Uh, I'd say both, and just different. Sure, like like. Porg and Wayne, you know, who I report to directly. Sure, sure, sure. Um, both of them, like, it just depends on the on the season, right? Like, right. especially like off season with all these different signings coming in. Like, I'm more in the loop, whereas like other parts of the season, like he's caught up with a bunch of other stuff that like it's almost hard to get some time with the guy, right, understandably, right. you know, because he also has the, the EVP title and GM, right? So there's a lot of stuff going on that behind the scenes that just keeps him super busy. So. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that that's a big part of the success. It's just mm -hmm. the alignment we have across the organization and, and what we're doing. Because to that point, right, if if Porg's bringing in players and he has one vision, but then he's, Robin's not playing him because yeah. he doesn't agree, then, you know, it's, it's one of those relationships that you see other like clubs sometimes on a global scale have where things are like at odds and it doesn't work out. So um, absolutely. I, I think, you know, I, you mentioned you wanted to ask me a little bit about my, my history sure. down the road. I'll yeah, yeah. tell you an anecdote as to my faith in yeah, yeah. like kind of what, what Yair mentioned. Yeah. Like I had a similar experience. So we'll get to that in a second. Sure. Yeah. 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 Look, I think, you know, I think there's, I think especially in the MLS, it can be a transitional league for people. I think, you know, people are either coming here to rebuild from failures in other leagues or they are up and coming in with their eyes on another league. And I think when you have a tandem like Porg and Robin, who their goal is to win in the MLS with this team and these players, and those players have bought into that. And I think the staff across the board and communications and training and everyone is on that same page and are working towards that together. And I think that's, you don't see that a lot. And, you know, I don't know how much you can speak to this. I don't know how much you see him, but it feels like Josh Kroenke has really found some sort of secret sauce right now to building that because you see the Avs are the best team in the NHL right now. The Nuggets, no doubt, have a great culture going with you know they're not the standing suck because of injuries but like you know they've built there's there's a culture there um have you been able to talk to josh much or do you like have you ever like what do you do you see much from him with the rapids and, and what sort of kse has kind of instilled culturally uh i will say so yeah i, I don't directly that's a little bit above sure. my level sure. because yeah, there's yeah, so many yeah. different layers right but because above you know porg and, and wayne now we're talking about kse executive leadership right, right. right. And then they report to, to Josh as well. So, um, but you know, he was just at the at the home opener, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, 
that ownership is well in tune with what's how the team is doing. And, and sure. I know there's a lot of misconceptions about that. And I need to be careful what I can say and sure, can't say sure. here, obviously. Yeah, I get- <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to get like in trouble. <laughs> um, and not because I have anything bad to say at all. Right. It's more so just like, you know. So, um, yeah, but I will say like your point, I'm actually happy someone brings it up because I was actually just commenting to somebody else in the media recently a couple yeah. weeks ago at training um, that like I, I often think the the hate they get is a little bit undue when you consider those elements across the KC properties, right? Yeah. You just won a Super Bowl. I didn't even mention know. they won a Super yeah. Bowl. Right? <laughs> like, Ab- come on. Ab's one of the best teams in the NHL, yeah. right? The Nuggets are consistent performance as well. Yeah. And now the Rapids are on the rise and consistent as well. So, like, what more could you want as a fan? Obviously, titles. Yeah, I, sure. I understand that 100%. Sure, sure, sure. Fair. But, like, yeah. I almost think people sometimes would prefer to see this right. versus, like, this, you know? And, right. Slow and steady yeah. and increasing. And I think, you know, the biggest thing, even if you throw in the Rams in there, coach... And management, right? Bednar and Sackick, they are in line. Malone, Connolly, in line. And clearly, Frazier and Smith are on that level. It's not by accident. I will say yeah. that. Like, ownership does put an emphasis on that. And and thankfully, we're seeing the fruits of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the Frazier extension? Give me something. Dude, I'm just happy. I'm a, <laughs> I, like, there's, like, I'm a fan first. Yeah, yeah. As much as I love covering the team, getting to see Frazier here for long term. Last year, when we had reports that Atlanta was looking for a new coach, and then these rumors started circulating that, oh, they were looking at Frazier. They're willing to give him some, some more money than expected. I was, um, I was a little sad. But now that he's locked up, he's a rapid for a long time. I couldn't be happier. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm, we, you know, we've gotten a lot of interactions today on our Twitter post from the extension, and I think, I think this is general reaction is just, we can breathe a little bit, right? Yeah. I think, maybe this will quell the 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 thirst for these transfers that everyone wants right because like look now coaching and management are in line right these guys now there's a longer timeline right the timeline isn't july right right the timeline is now 2023 2024 2025 we're gonna they are truly building something and i mean look we all know the pieces that they have in place are good and now i think maybe we can just breathe a little bit and move forward and to your point about timeline we're very much like Porg in particular, and I imagine Raman similarly, are very much long-term thinkers. Sure. Right. And not sacrificing the short term for the long term. I think the club saw a little bit of that with 2016, the run they had there. We knew internally that was sort of unsustainable. Um, but like it, it is sort of like we're not we're not done yet. Right. right. And that that kind of element of like let's just look at the past two Raman's or Porg's point, two and a half years. And like we're not satisfied. We we just finished top of the West, and it's just like that's a marker of the progress we're we're sure. making. You know, it's not like all right, let's rest our hands now and let's sure. say that's the best we can do. Not at all. So, to your point, I think the yeah the extension is a symbol of the fact that like we're we're in it for the long haul and we're sure. we're, we're gonna get there. You know, right? Yeah, and I think I mean I've been preaching it all season that I think it's time. It's it's awesome. Like cool, go get a striker and not great. Like this team is good, and. Now the pieces are in place long term, and that's something to look forward to. Uh, you think of anything else to touch on there, Yaya? With the with the uh... no, I, I mean I think that hits all the points on the Fraser contract. Look, it's a big deal for the Rapids. It's a big deal for us as, as fans and media, and probably for you. It's nice to know that you get to interact with a calm, collected, <laughs> nice, easy to work with coach for another few years. Absolutely. Um, all right, so I want to dig in with you into just your your job and what you do. I mean, if you, in a regular day you show up in the morning, you have your cup of coffee and what are we doing? What are we looking at? 
man, I say a big chunk of, of my days are like just putting out fires and just, sure. or, or just dealing with things that are like unprompted, unplanned for. Like right. these emails come through and dealing with that, um, meter inquiries, requests. In terms of like a structural things, I sort of repeat day to day or week to week. It's coming in in the morning, sort of sorting my day out, planning out what I need to tackle, uh, responding to emails that are just popping in. And then Me I got, sending, you know, three or four <laughs> emails. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, going out to training, covering training, mm-hmm. uh, especially if media are going to be out in attendance. And that takes up, like, you know, my late morning, early afternoon. Mm-hmm. Come back from that, you know, cranking out emails again, f- facilitating interviews, right? Like, you know, the Keegan thing or things of that nature sure. all the time. Working with our broadcast partner with Altitude to get their needs taken care of, our internal team with any interview requests they have there. Uh, checking in on any potential news, right? So drafting up, um, you know, any potential press releases for announcements that are coming up. And then the week to week pre-match preparation, if it's a home game, making sure we got our credential application up, you know, putting together um, the pre-match email with information, stats, the game notes, the the, the previews, or, you know, that, those sort of stuff. Absolutely, right? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, when you see me and Matt Pollard and the rest of the guys sending out these long tweet threads right before the game, <laughs> that's because you handed us that piece of paper that has all the info we were looking for. Um, I'm glad it's useful. <laughs> it hel- I mean, it helps me out. For I'm always looking because I just want to see Max in the starting lineup every time, and I've been kind of sad since the only seen it once. But, you know, every time I'm looking, every time I'm like, oh, lineups, 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 lineups. Give me Max, give me Max. Um, He'll be out there. Don't worry, man. Oh, we're, for we're, sure. They're raising him in. They're, yeah. Robin is really excited on that, pro- on, on the pro- that prospect and everybody else. Everybody. Yeah, I mean, so I'm curious because you said you, you go to training all the time and you're, mm-hmm. you're there on the bench on the on the road games. Um, how is he – How I mean, yeah, and also, like, you know, Brian and some of the other new guys too. Like, what have you really seen in terms of them easing into this pretty established culture, right? Like, you can't – like, you're not just – it's not like a mercenary kind of team. Yeah. Like, you're coming – like, you have to buy into this, right? What have you seen from those guys? 100%. It's – I say this all the time. Like, the, the phenomenal – culture we have on the field with our players is mm-hmm. not by accident right it's very much you know okay are you a good player great but are you an even better person mm-hmm. you know and so are equally as, as good of a person as you are a player and so max and, and brian phenomenal guys down to earth humble max especially man like shout out to uh to brendan Plum from denver post because he has a really good piece on him people should check out absolutely read brendan he's the man um he uh he interviewed max with the translator because he only speaks portuguese sure um, but you know, he's like the, the, the stereotypical, and I hate to say that, but stereotypical resilient of like happy go lucky sure. smile on his face the whole Football time. Life. Yeah. You know, but you find, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but then you find out why, right? Like yeah. you, you hear about his upbringing, you mm-hmm. know, one of, I forget how many siblings, you know, and his father passed away at a young age and it's sort of on him to sort of get the family out of the bad neighborhood they're in in Brazil. And he's the only professional player. Right. And it's just. He carries that weight and he has a kid also at his young age. Oh, well, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so like, so I think when you kind of come from that background and, and that life, like, you know how rough it can be. So here, like everything else is just trivial. You yeah. Know, you're playing soccer. Yeah. Like, you get you're to living the dream. Play soccer. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Which you all forget sometimes. Sure. Right? Even me, like I get to work in this beautiful sport and have these sort of experiences and I still have my bad days. You right. Know, right. It's right. Like, really? At the end of the day, is it really that bad? No. Did yeah. he just hate that weather for the Champions League game? <laughs> I gotta imagine. You know, <laughs> so there is that there is that language barrier. You know, sure. we, we, we get by with like my Spanish and his right. Portuguese a little bit. Right, but right. I gotta. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was his first time with snow for sure. Yeah. You know, and it was zero degrees. It sounds awful. It was awful for us. And everybody, we're, we're almost with used that, to man. it. Like, 
I mean, he can't be used to zero, yeah. but like, come on. And same thing um, with Brian too. I'll say, I'll add real yeah. quick. Also, super humble guy, great character, and mm. just I'm also excited to see him be integrated more into the team. I think he has a lot to offer. I think he can really grow under Fraser as well. Yeah, because um, yeah. we know he has a skill set. I mean, the guy's a Honduran international. You Absolutely. Know, so. Yeah, I mean, very experienced. And everyone that we yeah. talked to, all the players have mentioned a lot of respect for for both of them, but specifically for Brian's leadership and and experience. Yeah. Um, so, communications director. Uh, say, you know, our young fans here watching the show and want to work for a team. Uh, when you're looking for college, mm. which shout out big West, right? UC Davis. That's right. That's right. I used to cover the Cal Poly soccer team back in the day oh, okay. for the San Luis Obispo Tribune. Shout out. If you're listening, probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh what, what are you going to school for? What are you studying? What do you, what, what's your degree in? Ironically, I was an econ major. Okay. So not not PR related. Right. And what, the short answer of what got me on this path was I did a PR internship mm -hmm. my senior year with the Smithsonian. Um, oh, wow. Because the UCs have a program out in Washington, D.C. called mm -hmm. UCDC. And I did that my senior year at the tail end of it, sort of like in case I got a job offer or something sure. out of that. But it was an internship program. And so I was in PR and it sort of opened my eyes to what this world is. And yeah, I was yeah. like, whoa. And I was taking some classes concurrently that were like media classes taught by former journalists. So it was a great experience all around. And yeah, yeah. that's when I had like, that light bulb moment of like, hey, like I love soccer. They need PR people too. Why don't I try to combine those two things? Right. Yeah. Like, and I think like for some reason I had this notion in my head that you had to be a former pro to work in the industry. Not sure. really realizing that like, yes, but that's probably more so on the broadcast side of right. things. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not yeah. the uh, front office side of it. So. Um, so that is to say that like, there's no set path, right. To get to this point. Now, obviously I think being a PR major, a comms major would help for sure. If you're trying to go down this road, because I for sure got, I'm sure dirty looks, not dirty looks, but like my resume tossed like, oh, com or econ major, like why are you applying for this comms job kind of thing, right, right, you know? Right. And so I had to work a different path to get here. But when I was, when I speak to students and things of that nature, I always advise to start from your goal. And then work your way backwards, right? Sure. So if, if you want to be a comms director for a club one day, okay, what does that mean? Well, it means you probably have to be a comms manager at some point before that. Okay, so what is, how do you get there? Well, you have to be a comms coordinator. Right, that. right, right. And how do you get to that point, right? And so you work until you get to the next available step that you can take to get on that path. And for me, that entailed things like, so I worked at a PR agency out of mm -hmm. college. That's how I started bulking my resume. Was that bit. sort of Bay Area? Or Sacramento. Sac? There you go, Valley yeah. Strong, baby. That's right. Well, in my mind, I'm like, all right, I need a, I need a PR inter another PR internship for my resume. Where can I live on a P uh, intern wages? You know, like Sac is definitely on that list. Where, the, where yep. there's an agency, yep. Yep. you know, yep. scene, and I was like, not LA, not San Francisco. Nope. So, definitely not San Francisco. Uh, and and nope. Sac's blowing up actually. Yeah. So, but it's still one of the more affordable big cities in definitely in California. California yeah. 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 Um, so I was there a few years, you sure. know, and before I didn't try again pursuing my. Uh, soccer ambitions and dreams sure. you know and i quit cold turkey one day kind of just pursue that full time and i started doing like the little things you know and this is me i always tell people trying to get into this field like i started covering sac republic fc uh for the local sb nation site so the burgundy wave equivalent right 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 of, of republic um you know because it's just it was a sort of a volunteer role right and i just sure. showcased that i knew the sport and could write about it and that gave me access to the team and the players and the staff and yeah. helped me a little bit and i and you never know you never know like you're there with this guy here and all of a sudden in your role at the Rapids, you know, he's working with a team in the MLS or he's working with a team overseas and we send a player over there. You know, there's always, you never know. Well, it went full circle because from that point I was able to, my break was, was with San Jose with the earthquakes. Um, mm -hmm. I started off as a game day assistant actually, like okay. just game day staff member 
driving down from Sacramento on Saturdays sure. to work the game and coming back up. And it paid off because at the end of that season, when I was able to do this, um, I got asked to be the part-time uh, comms assistant, PR assistant for the yeah. role. So I was in office, but it's still part-time. And so I moved to the Bay Area, did some side jobs for my old uh, agency and lived with some family. Thank thankfully, I had family in the Bay. Um, and that sort of gave me the connections and the in in the industry. And I actually ended up coming back to Sacramento because I got tired of being broke in the Bay Area, sure. yep. to be honest. Yep. Yep. And uh, I go back to the agency in Sacramento, and a few months later, like timing is unfortunately a big component sometimes with things. And uh, a few months after I moved back to Sacramento, my old boss in San Jose, who's now one of my close friends, my counterpart there now actually uh, at the Earthquakes, who's a close friend of mine now, he texts me one day like, hey, man, Sacramento Republic, our, our hiring comms manager, like if you're interested, let me know. I'll put in a good word for you. Right. You and like I already knew the, the VP of comms are through the blog that I, right. you know, that yeah, I was working for. Covering for. the team and yeah. being there and showing your face. Exactly. And, and yeah, so yeah. Then now I had the actual soccer experience, you know, however minuscule in comparison, but I still had it. You still know what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got it was almost like a shoe in at that point. I interviewed and I got the position um, and it just so happened, though, that. When I got the offer from the VP of comms, she's like, by the way, uh, I'm leaving in two weeks. And so I was, I was a one man show there. And yeah. sort of like uh, that really was sort of additionally where I ended up learning the trade even more in depth because I was responsible for their, their department as, as well. Like sure. I am here. There you um, go. And now, now you're here with the Rapids. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. And the funny story there was the way this happened. I actually didn't apply for this job. My current boss slid into my LinkedIn DMs. Well, there you Sacramento, go. And here I am now. So, But it's all through who you meet because funnily enough, my my predecessor here, Ryan Madden, he left to go become VP of comms at USL. He's actually now at Austin FC, but I met him through my job with Sacramento briefly, and I guess he put in a good word for me, like, "Hey, you should talk boom, to this boom, guy boom, for, boom, boom. for this position." And sports, you know, I mean, and, and you know, I'm in school right now for sports management, and, and the one thing they hammer home, and the one thing I've seen from interacting with people covering, you know, between college and the pros is everyone moves around, right? This yeah. is not a you're not. Absolutely. I mean, you might get lucky and stay in one role or with one team for your career. It's more likely that you're going to move not just cities, but time zones. And, and and you're going to meet a ton of people along the way. And all of a sudden, you know, now that you guys have a road game in Austin and you know your counterpart down there. Right. Right. And it's really cool how that lines up. Um, but yeah, you can't emphasize that enough, by the way. Man. Like to people watching that have those kind of aspirations, whether it's in soccer or anything else, like you have to be willing to sacrifice for that in the, mm -hmm. from that sense right like i know people that like big time you know it's like oh well my goal is to work for this particular team i was like that's great but like to get there it may not be a straight route you have to no. be willing to go elsewhere to then come back some in a way you know take whatever opportunity you can get it's the biggest thing i can say yeah. That's why I'm the merch manager here, and now I'm now I'm host of the Rapid Show, right? I started as the merch manager too, actually. I, yeah. yeah hey. The, the reason boys. they hired me is just because I got promoted, and yep, it just it's a circle. We're the merch boys, and now we're covering the Rapids. <laughs> Pretty sweet. Um, one thing I do want to ask Omar: You were part of Sacramento. They're going to be the next MLS team. They were part of the expansion. Everything broke down because ownership pulled the rug underneath. Um, any thoughts on that? Like, did that like any like? connections that you have like were they deeply affected anything like that yeah i was gutter for them man when the news came out like um it was sort of just out of the out of left field you know out of the blue i'm like shoot because like that city that fan base that office of my ex-co-workers there like really deserved that and they didn't deserve what it, how it ended up you know and it, it's it's a real shame um what 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 out there? I still think the Sacramento make a great MLS city, and I hope that maybe down the road something comes out of that. But yeah, man, it's a, it's a real shame. 
Yeah, I mean, I love the Valley. I got. I was just in Fresno last weekend. I, you know, I think I think there's more than enough people there to support an MLS club. I don't think they need the you know the Bay or the LA cities to. I mean, obviously, if those are the only available teams, they're root for them. But there's more than enough soccer fans. It's a big state. There. It's a people, huge people forget, state. right? How I mean, many Fresno East Coast alone, states you can fit? Well, yeah, in like Fresno alone has over five hundred thousand people. SAC has over five hundred thousand yeah. people. That's close to a mil. A million, yeah, close. I mean, we're talking, you know, north of one and a half million people, yeah. or about one and a half million people that don't have to root for a Bay Area team right. or an LA area team, and would definitely be all in on a Valley MLS team. I think it's. It sucks to hear, and but you know you see these MLS expansions going on, and and there's a really good chance maybe they can latch on to like an MLS two or an M, you know an, or USL and find their way up eventually. Uh, definitely hope the best for that. One well, um, other that actually I alluded to earlier that mm-hmm. before I forget, like yeah, one thing I always tell people too about especially when I first started this position, yeah, um, I was interviewing for this role and, and left in the middle of that expansion announcement mm-hmm. in 2019. And I knew that was coming up, right? And so when when I tell people like how much I believe, and this carries maybe less, less weight now because like the whole MLS debacle with Sacramento, but I had a good thing going there for me, right? Before before I came here, like, like I mentioned, I was a, the comms manager, but I, I reported directly to the president. So right. there was no glass ceiling for me. I could have kept growing. I knew sure. MLS was on the horizon. I love Sacramento as a city. My All my close friends are still there. My family's like two hours away from Sacramento. So... It was very, pro- I didn't have to leave, right? right? Even though this was a, a nice promotion, but it was still like, I could have probably seen the same thing there. And, uh, but my first meeting with, with Wayne and Porig here during Robin's press conference, like upon meeting them, that's when I knew, like, I, I want to be here, you know, sure. I, I want to work with these guys and, and I believe in their vision. And so to me to give up Sac Republic was sort of like proof to people that like, I'm serious about like, or how much I believe in the Rapids vision totally. that they have right now. And like I said, now maybe it doesn't carry as much weight because of what happened. Right, but right, in the right. moment, it was, it was a big deal for me. So I just want to emphasize that to people. Like, Look, I mean, and like, I don't think, you know, especially in Denver, people are spoiled by having major sports teams, right? Like yeah. every professional league is almost is represented here, right? I think all of them. The five major at least. Yeah, definitely. And even then, there's still, you know, there's lacrosse yeah. and there's, you know, I mean, and, and there's minor league teams yeah. not far away in terms of hockey and, and the switchbacks and the and minor league baseball. Um, like growing up in Fresno, we had a triple A hockey team and we had the Fresno Grizzlies, which have gone up and down from, you know, they were triple A, double A, single A, triple A again. And those those take a full staff. Just like the Rapids need a full staff, a full communication staff. They need people to get that message out, to run the stadium, to find personnel, to find players, to, to hire coaches. Like it's a like so SAC FC was not like, yeah, they didn't make it to the MLS with the expansion, but like that is a full organization of people that had to deal with this process. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. Um that's why like it really stings, you know, they had and they had the whole like I was at the time pretty bummed that I missed the celebration. It was like this huge block party downtown. That sounds awesome. Phenomenal <laughs> like aerial views of like thousands of people coming out to the Capitol, which is where the downtown area yeah. was. And and then all for like then to be hit with this, you know. And yeah. especially after the, there were so many near misses before that. Like mm-hmm. people who know like the Sac Republic story will, will make a great twenty for twenty one day, man. Right, right, right. Like there's so much stuff that the people don't even know in terms of like how it almost failed multiple times and it still succeeded in light of that. It was sort of like sure. the, the the whole they their their motto was Indomitable Club because it was based mm-hmm. off the Sacramento City motto, which is Herbs Indomita, Indomitable City. Um, and they really lived it, and I think they really saw that with all the setbacks that kept coming to overcome. And hopefully, this is one of one of them now, you know. But 
We'll see. Who is okay? Let's go a little personal. Just I'll, I'm going to throw some questions out right. just at you as a as a soccer fan and as a someone in the sports industry. Let's do it. Uh, favorite non Rapids soccer club. So I grew up being a, cru- a big Cruz Azul fan. Cruz Azul. In Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about it the other day. You know, my yeah. world's a little like. By the time they won the championship, yeah. it didn't matter anymore. I was hurt so many times. It was rough, man. I got let down. I think in my lifetime, prior to them winning Liga MX a couple seasons ago, yeah. I think I saw them lose like six finals. Oh, like, God. At least. Yeah, like, oh. It was rough. It was rough being a fan of that team. But once you pick a team, you know, you're stuck. At so. least you're not cheering for New England that they've like, what, 11 or 10 or something like that, too? Like, crazy Look, number? I'm a Schalke fan, man. You don't got to tell me. I'm, I'm, Schalke? I'm, yeah, How'd dude. I'm about? watching second division games on the <laughs> yeah, most pirated rough. feeds you could imagine. Uh, yeah, you went from a Champions League club to that. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, Weston just going to Juve, no problem. <laughs> and. Uh, Logan F says, Glen University Dodd, Pumas all the way. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All the That's way. Okay. Better than America or Chivas. So. All hey, the way. Oh, I hate oh. America. Like, <laughs> I hate America. Who's, who's your club, Liga MX? Liga, I used to be a Chivas fan. And okay. then I, I grew up Boo. a Pumas fan. Then Boo. I liked the whole, like, just Mexican players in sure. the Chivas. Kind of got away from that. Right now, I'm just kind of a free agent. I just like free watching agent. soccer. <laughs> and I'm like, it, but like I usually just go based off who I like the most when they're playing. I'm like, someone's in the man of jersey. He's a free agent. Yeah, like yeah, yeah like, like if anybody wants to sign me, man, send me a jersey and I'll be a cheer for whatever team if it's not America. Sure. So 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 Concacaf champions, knockout stages. Cruz Azul in Colorado. You taking vacation days? <laughs> <laughs> I, it could have happened, man, and that would have been a rough one. Yeah. In terms of like, obviously, I, I got to go Rapids at yeah, that yeah. point, you know. Sure. But it, it would have sucked to have to beat or be beaten by like you know, sure. your childhood club sure so you're you're from california yeah what LA. city specifically la la originally yeah. okay uh obviously some of the best food you can have right you come to denver doesn't have the best reputation for mexican food although there is good mexican it's food different here. it's different it's different <laughs> That's a good way to <laughs> it's not the same style no right? but it's, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. different in a sense the same way that like tex-mex is different yeah you know? it's so for yeah. better or for worse i'm not judging it it's that, just, it's the different. closer you get to the south the better the mexican food is it's sure. just it's how it is what um what's your favorite place in town for mex mm-hmm. i'm a free agent on that one so okay uh, <laughs> okay at this point i'm taking recommendations sure because uh, i i've Mainly, I'm I'm embarrassed to say I've, I've pretty much I've only gone to like the trendier sure. places mm. that are f- more fusion, like my neighbor Felix and that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. You okay. know? great spots, but like obviously not super authentic. You made it to Tacos de Mexico yet? I have not. Oh, it's, all right, we're going. It's we're good. going. So it's after, good. after the show, that's seventh to Santa Fe, man. <laughs> Shout out those guys. They rule. It's a good right. place. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, not the best place. You didn't want to put it place. at best, but I do. I think it's the best. I, I don't think it's the best. Uh, what's I got, the best? I got a little, see, my thing is I grew up here, I'm Mexican. My family always looked for the Mexican food. So there's this little taco truck in front of the 14er brewery. Okay. That's there every weekend. Rhino? Best tacos. Yeah, right in Rhino. Okay. Like right there, it's a little white. It doesn't even have any like branding on it. It's just a white truck. You dude, go that's how you know it's the best yeah, food and it's truck like, for sure. We're not spending money on stickers <laughs> on the outside. We're spending, this guy, yeah, we want the food. This guy imports its meat from Mexico, man. Like, okay. This guy's like for real about it. This guy like wants it. There we go. So. I, I used to joke. I don't know if I can make this joke now sure. in 2022, but like, yeah. dude, I'm like, 
the 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 worst of marketing and advertising is on a Mexican spot. That's how you know it's legit. Like we yeah. have like, we have like the worst names, very yeah. generic, <laughs> but it's like really good. Like all right, yeah, for sure. You know you're kind of screwed if it says if it says authentic Mexican yeah. food. You're like I don't know if I want to eat yeah. there. <laughs> okay, uh, perfect day off, Colorado. Perfect Colorado day off. You don't have to work. Your phone's on silent. You oh, don't man. you don't have to check emails. You com- you have a completely nice summer day off in Colorado. What are you doing? That's rare. Okay, that uh, is rare. Fair. So, especially summer, because that's like our busiest season. Okay. Part of the season. Nice, but, but nice get, winter I, day. One I of those get, snows I, melted, <laughs> 60 and sunny. No, I get, yeah, I get, yeah, yeah. I get your question, man. It's, yeah. it's interesting because like, um, to get real personal here, I'm, I'm more on the, uh, actually more of an introvert. Sure. You know, so for this job, I'm always turned on and like have to be Talking extroverted. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. So on my downtime, I actually just want to do like chill stuff. And sure. like, I like going to coffee shops. Okay. And just like, finding the, the coolest coffee shops, you know, in, in town. Any you want to shout out right now? Lately, I want to like get everybody else to go there. That's fair. Know? That's fair. That's no, fair. no, right. no. But uh, I've been going to Steam and up in uh, uh-huh. Sunnyside yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of area. It's one of a really cool spot. I just started going to recently. Sure. Um, the Carbon Cafes are also really yeah. great go-to's of mine because like they're great because they have a bar as well. So you kind of shift seamlessly between your day coffee and your evening mm-hmm. happy hour drink. But yeah, I post some with a good book, kind of exploring the town a little bit, hitting up people to go maybe to a brewery and just relaxing. Nice. I'm pretty even kill dude myself like that. So, yeah. like that Mike all right should we play our game let's do it deal with the devil look at that graphic oh, man. man I look I make a good devil I gotta say <laughs> thank you Yaya all right Yaya's gonna throw us some questions he has a list all right we have three categories each one has three questions yeah uh-huh. right. both of you to answer would you give up so you give up you can't win a championship right you don't win a championship, but you do go. You do score the game winner in the semifinals. Would you do it? As opposed to not. As opposed to no, you don't get to score at all. Yeah, you don't get to score at all. And like, you win a title. Yeah, like you you don't win a title, but you get to score the game winner in the championship. Or you do win the title, but you don't score. Yeah. Beforehand, oh, with title for sure. Team effort, baby. Like, <laughs> he's a team player. He's Is a team it a pretty player. sick goal? Is it a pretty sick goal? Let's say it's a like bicycle, it. bicycle kick Ronaldo oh, style. Bicycle kick Ronaldo style for sure. Sports letter top ten. Yeah, give me that <laughs> all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Absolutely. Next one. You win a championship, but you don't play at all. Versus starter and none. And, yeah, unless or you're the starter and you don't win the championship. Man, you can't. I mean, look, look, you can go to any bench players Wikipedia page right now. And if they were on a team with a title, Adam Adam Morrison is a NBA champion, right? He didn't play a second for those Lakers teams, but he's an NBA champion. That that's a tough one because there's so many layers to it. You know, is it like what does a championship mean to the organization you're a part of, right? How connected are you to that organization? <laughs> what does it mean for your personal career? It would be better for me to be playing and showcasing. So for this one, since I went the team route before, I'll go with the the play but not win. Dope. How about you, Mitch? Well, I scored a goal and didn't win, so this year. I'm going to add the title. I already have the highlight. People know me. My bicycle kick winner. All right. Third one in this category. You win a Ballon d'Or, but you'd never get a championship. Oh. In anything, like not a league title, not a cup title. No silverware, but you are the goal scorer in the world. Yeah, you're the Ballon d'Or, best player around, but you never win a championship in any league. So you're just going to retire on stacks of cash. Yo, give me the Ballon d'Or for sure. But on the inverse, I would win a title, just no Ballon d'Or. You get to win one title and no Ballon d'Or. I'll take the title. 
Dude, he's a winner. I'm sorry. He wants to win. Yeah. It's the Fraser effect, man. <laughs> <laughs> Team guy. All right. Oh, that was the wrong one. Uh, we'll keep it at that. It's okay. It's all fine, guys. It's just graphics. It's just graphics. All right. For hey, the podcast wouldn't have known that, so keep yeah, it Yeah, you're all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the next, who's your favorite team, Omar? Favorite team? Yeah. Let's like, say you like gun to head any sport. Favorite team? I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I actually don't really follow sports outside of soccer. Sure. Um, well, it's fine if it's soccer. Like, but favorite team, let's say, like, they win their whole life is made. It could even be the international teams. To be funny, or to, to, be, <laughs> to be honest, man, uh, it's kind of funny, but, like, I don't actually, like, working in the industry has actually got me a little more detached. It does happen. I do believe from, that. Uh, from, mm-hmm. the, from the game. So, like, I don't, like, lose sleep over uh, my, my favorite teams anymore yeah. when they're losing. Rapids obviously is different because it affects my day to day. Like obviously we're winning, sure. everyone's in better moods. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Easier and all right. So give him the Rapids for this. Okay, let's say the Rapids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Let's say the Rapids win a championship, but the rest of your favorite teams have a losing season for the next ten years. Oh, I'll take that any day. Yeah. Where, where do I sign? Like let's let's do this instead for you. The Rapids win a championship, but then they have ten straight losing okay, seasons. That's actually a- yeah. That might be better for Omar because he's a big. Ooh. I would not take that. I I watch way too much sports, dude. I could not do that. I've suffered it long enough. I'll take the yeah. chip. <laughs> You'll take the ship? I'll, I'll take the championship. Because Rapids are your squad, right? Yeah, they're my squad. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take them in a heartbeat. There you go. That's tough, man. Especially you have the PR <laughs> guy. You're thinking about your career. Like, yeah. what's going to help my career better? <laughs> yeah. like, well, not just that, but like, yeah, it is. Yeah, from, like, from, a, from being successful within it, right? Yeah, it's like. My job's all easier. Like, the team's good. Exactly. You know, so, wow. But, like, at the same time, winning is so hard. People kind of don't realize that sometimes, right? Well, like, yeah, of course. Like, when the Rapids the team won. last year. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so you said... In the, I'm overanalyzing it. So if, we, if I take the, the championship, the other seasons, are we, are we trash or just, like... Just really, trash. L- last place seasons. in the... Yeah, they're, like, Under bad, worst, team oh, in, yeah. worst team in the MLS for the next 10 years. Bottom, bottom third of the, of the table. In the inverse. I'll take the ship, I guess. There you go. Yeah, I take Love it. to see it. There we go. I couldn't do it. I watched too much other teams. Because there's, yeah. no guarantee, there's no guarantees, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and let's say, like, the inverse of that would be you have 10 successful seasons, number one in the West. No title. But no title for 10 years. I'd rather have the title and be like, hey, at least Yeah, that's fair. Two stars would look better on that jacket than yeah. one, right? So <laughs> Next one would be Rapid win the support supporter shield, but Jack Price is out of the playoffs. Oh. So no captain, my captain, but we win. Yeah, but you guys are the support shield. But like it, you know that the playoffs are a crapshoot. But you don't have Jack Price. But we get the. But we have hardware in hand. Yeah, you have the support shield. You're the best team in the MLS that year. Jack, if you're watching this, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out Jack if he does watch. (laughs) I, my guy. Yeah, I, I believe in the depth of this team (laughs) that we would still make a good run. You know, like and and. Jack would just pull a Ronaldo of the Euros, man. He'd be on the sidelines, cheering us on, contributing, you know. But but winning a shield a shield, too. It's so silverware, you know. So I think that's why I have to go with that okay. one. Okay. Agreed. All right. Awesome. I think I'd, Sorry, I'd, rather, Jack. Have, I think I'd rather have Jack Price. I don't Sorry, believe Jack. in, I don't believe in, like, support shields as much, but I do love Jack Price. Yo, if you're listening to Jack Price. Only, only, though, it's, like, nothing serious. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, yeah. Out, no, no, no. Right? Just yeah. say, like, he maybe pull his hamstring and he'll yeah. be back next season, but he, like... He's okay. Like, he just can't yeah. play the game. Sorry. Sorry, Captain. Sorry, sorry clarify that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Captain. We don't want you out of the playoffs, Jack. We want you here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one for uh, your team. Your team wins, but you can't watch a single game the next year. 
Your, your team wins the championship. Best team in the MLS. Best team anywhere. So you would have to watch for the Rapids. So you probably have to choose Cruz Azul here. Yeah. Let's say they win the championship, but you can never watch a game again the next year. Not even not a single minute. Not even if they go back to the championship. Yeah, because I'm not following that crazy. So I'll take, sure. I'll take the championship. Take the championship? Yeah. One season of like no. That's a good, that's a good trade-off. I'll do it. Yeah. I, I agree. I See, agree I'm thinking really. of like the teams I support that haven't won very much, right? So like if it's Nuggets or Rapids, yes, for sure. Broncos, nah, I've already seen the titles. I'd rather watch football, right? So who do I have to I mean, who is this for for me? You know me. Uh probably Man U. Man U wins the champions. They get the treble. Let's say they get the treble, but you can't watch. Oh, Man give U. me the treble all day. But Are you, you kidding yeah, me? Of like, course. That's yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll year, take a year off for a trouble. Are you kidding me? No, three years. One for each trophy. Then. Yeah, I'll still do it. I'll still do it. I'll still do it. Right. I, know, I know you're Bet. a big man. Give me that fan. trouble. Give me it. <laughs> Bet. All right. Now we're going to get to know you guys a little bit better. We're personal life. Omar looks worried. <laughs> we're not going deep, Omar. Don't worry. I'll the fifth. Oh, did you see Julio in there? Did you see yeah. Julio in the Julio's like, I would do a CONCACAF championship for 10 years, uh, 10 bad years. A well, that's crazy. CCL, no yeah, way. With the history of yeah. MLS and that. Be the first MLS with, with this new format to win the CONCACAF would be dope. That'd be pretty <laughs> I see, I see it, bro. I, I yeah, I can see that quite a bit, actually. All right, all right. Next one. All right. You be this is directly to Omar, and we'll do one for you in sure. a bit. Uh, you become the MLS director of communications. Like you're the you're the main PR guy for the MLS. You're making one hundred fifty thousand a year, whatever salary you want. But you have to move to rural Alaska for your whole duration of that job. Yeah, I heard Alaska slaps, man. Like, <laughs> but, no, but you're not in like the nice cities. You're like in the rural. You're just area. in a cabin yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I'd probably like the worst reception ever. That'd be a tough to do a, a PR job from the moon. It would tough. It'd also be closer to your 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 uh, pi picture you painted for me of like no calls or texts. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Day off. Bother me day, the day, day off. Day off is a day off out there. Um, no, nah, that's, that's I don't think I'd be successful in that role, like living in rural Alaska. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, Mitch, what's your dream job? Let's say, what's your dream job? Host of DNVR Rapids. We can't do that. Uh, <laughs> president of the United States. No, let's say you get to become <laughs> you, be, you get to become the general manager of the Nuggets. Perfect. Sign me up. But you gotta live in rural Alaska. I'd be tough again to do it. A lot of Zoom calls. Let's say that you don't gotta worry about like the difficulty. <laughs> Which one would you take? I would not do it. No. Well, I, no, I would do it. Of course. <laughs> GM and the yeah, of course. All right. You win a hundred million. You win the lottery, a hundred million dollars, but sports are completely out of your life. You never get to watch sports again. The hundred million bucks, a hundred million. The moment you watch sports, that money disappears. Peace, 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 peace. I'm out. He becomes a multi-millionaire. We never see him again. Yo, literally, my whole life is sports. Right now, I'm in school for sports. I sell sports T-shirts. <laughs> I talk sports on the internet. I'm so far out. Out. You'll never see me again. Yo, can, buy sports. Can I use that bag to buy into a team? No, you can't. Like, <laughs> like you not affiliated to sports at all. They're out of your nah, life. I take the money. Take the money. I had a good run. We're hanging out, rich guys. Yeah. In I, Alaska, that sounds I gotta like, agree. I, yeah. So I was talking to Mitch before this, and I'm like, I think I would. I couldn't do it. But then I'm like, I got a hundred million. Like I could do whatever I want. I would get into super weird, like rich guy competitions. You know, like. Is it a sport though? I don't know. Does F1 count as a sport? Yes, it does. F1's a sport. I'm talking just like a bunch of rich, like we're a bunch of rich guys now. Can we just buy fast cars and race ourselves yeah. in the woods somewhere? May so Does that count as sports? This gets very complicated. Very 10K quickly. a hand poker. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Stuff like you know, that. Like, All right, yeah. next one. Next okay, one. Okay, last one. 
you make first contact with aliens and you get all of the technology, all the cool stuff, but you can't use the technology and you can't tell anybody about the aliens or the tech. As opposed to just not knowing? Yeah, you don't get to know. Ignorance is bliss, man. I'm going with that. Yo, sign me up. I'm I, trying to see. I'm trying to get weird, dude. I would not, dude. I do not want to look like that crackhead that does not know what's going like about talking about alien stuff. I'll like be that. the weird. I'll be. Uh, oh God, who's the actor? Give I'll the be the. Pill. I'll be the drunk fighter pilot in Independence Day, dude. That's me. <laughs> That's so. me. Oh no, he tells people, so I can't tell anyone. Yeah, you can't tell anybody. So at I'm all. like Will Smith in Men in Black. Basically, Which is basically yeah. my life on a day to day basis. That's a lonely yeah, life, yeah, yeah. man. I was just watching Men in Black the other day because on TV. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I don't know if I can make that sacrifice, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That'd be tight, though. Aliens are pretty. Are they cool aliens? Yeah, they're cool aliens. Are they? Can they be my friends? Uh, they can be your friends, but nobody's going to know you're friends. Oh, well, if we have a chance to interact with their world, I'll just peace out. Yeah, like, I'm out too. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Like, aliens. I'm not. Because if I do up. come back, I'm like. Nobody's going to believe me, and I'm going to be like up. a crackhead. Time me up. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Deal with the Devil, and that's going to do it for this week here at DNVR Rapids. Omar, man, thank you so much for coming in. You got anything you want to plug? I do, actually. I don't, people don't say it's enough. I know I tweeted it, but we have recorded the th most points per game since Robin's been here in MLS. Just there you go. putting it out there. Not, it's not said enough times. <laughs> All right. Uh, follow him on Twitter at OG, OG Tweeted. Follow Yahir at Yahir G. Vasquez. Follow me at underscore underscore Mitchell James. Hit up the DNVR locker. Get your Rapid shirt. Hit up DNVR.com. Like us on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. All that stuff. Up the PIDs. And we will see you next week. <laughs>